this Women's World Cup Picks edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks and content available only to our patrons at sportsgamblingpodcast.com forward slash Patreon. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Monday, July the 24th, possibly, uh, and we are here to have a look at uh, the Women's World Cup action uh, for the back end of the week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday's games. A lot of big games, uh, USA, England, Canada, all involved. Uh, joining me to have a look back on what we've seen already and how that's going to affect our picks for the next few days is Mr. Barry Penaluna. Hello, Baz. How are you? Evening, Malcolm. Not bad. Coming down with Good. a little bit of a illness. Um, oh, no. What's wrong? A little bit worse for wear. Oh, like I'm swallowing razor blades. And, uh, oh, mate. Coming on. I'm just in the, the starting throes of a, of a major illness, I would imagine. It's not mad, though, is it, Baz? Could be, could be that. Um, Shit. Anyway, uh, but uh, otherwise, all good. Um, I've got rid of the children for the week. Oh, where have they uh, gone? We dropped them off in Newcastle yesterday. <laughs> um, Unbelievable. We, we left them with grandmother for a week. Uh, we actually stopped off in Durham on the way home last night and had a night out in Durham. Went out for some meals and cocktails. We're whining and dining, you know me, all the romance. I do know it, Baz. Unbelievable, like. <laughs> the way you carry on is ridiculous. It's actually as expense. I had a bit of drama this morning, Malcolm. Oh, go on then. Um, so, went out yesterday. Yeah, we had a bottle of champagne in the room because, as I say, <laughs> right okay, old romantic. Uh, we went out, had lots of cocktails, lots of wine. Um, and then, once she got to sleep later in the evening, uh, Newcastle were on at midnight, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> I turned the laptop on, I put Newcastle on, I opened a bottle of wine, so I'm sat in the room with a bottle of wine till half past one in the morning. And uh, so I had a good skin full of, of drink. Got up this morning, uh, get in the car, about to drive to North Yorkshire for breakfast. Been in the car five minutes and uh, flashing blue lights behind oh, me. Oh, shit. And I got the proper fear because yeah. I was thinking, I was drinking late last night. If they asked me to blow here... I could be in trouble. Um, so I'd seen the car come up behind me, the police car right up my backside, and I thought, oh, shit, is he following me or is he just... So I thought, I'll take a left here and I'll soon know if he's following So I took a left down this little road and I thought he followed me. I thought, oh, no. So, yeah, blue lights come on, get pulled over. First time in 20 years I've ever had a traffic stop by the police. Yeah. Uh, winds the window down and this bit. My heart is racing. I think I don't fucking breathalyze me here. I might have been okay, but it's one of them where yeah. I've had enough drinks. Well, the minute a policeman pulls out behind you, you start acting like you're divvy anyway, even if you've no... Well, yeah. I do. I just instantly start, like, bashing into curbs and stuff. So I wind the, uh, the window down, and um, sure enough, we've, he says, oh, we've just followed you. Um, you are doing 50 in a 40, um, just down the road there. I says, oh, I said, I, to be honest, I, said, I didn't realise until he got up my backside, and then I sort of did wonder if I'd gone over. I said, "I'm, I'm really yeah, sorry," but I said, "To be honest, we would have probably let you go, but we noticed the car was registered to an address in Nottingham, so we just oh. had to check, make sure it's not stolen or anything." 
Um, so it took me details, took me date of birth, checked the insurance, MOT, car registration, all of that sort of stuff. Uh, and then let me on my merry way without a speeding mm. fine, without any breathalyzer, thankfully. Uh, but Christ, I was panicking. Like, I had a proper panic on at that point. Uh, and as soon as they cleared off, I swapped over and let Helen drive. Yeah, Helen, yeah. <laughs> 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 you drink than me, you can drive. Um, so, yeah, that was a bit of a scary start to the morning. Um, oh, Malcolm, have you posted this to YouTube on the MLB feed as opposed to uh, our... Oh, own? shit. Yeah, I have. Because I couldn't find it on the Premier League Gambling Podcast oh, feed on YouTube for commenting purposes. So I think you've messed this right up, haven't you? We so might... la- as we speak now, we're on the MLB. We are live. Uh, we'll be taking in all of the MLB <laughs> listeners. <laughs> oh, oh Moonaf's going to go berserk. Shit. Don't tell yeah. anyone, right, Baz? Just don't say, right, who's in the chat here? We need him. Captain Zero, shut up. LG, don't tell anyone. Um, oh no! There's a third. There's a third number in there, but as we don't know who that is. Oh. I I, I'd, uh, I tried messaging you as you launched this because I could see it wasn't in our YouTube feed. Oh, um, I'm sure after the event, Malcolm, I'm sure we'll be able to remove the video from YouTube and replace <laughs> it back in the right, right place. It just I think it's only for the live listeners, but you never know. We might get some new viewers out. Of yeah. <laughs> well, uh, LG was just in the uh, MLB. Crossover pass. He was in the MLB, uh, watching the MLB show, which we just finished recording a few minutes ago, uh, and was asking me some Women's World Cup questions, so I redirected him here. Um, Slick Rick's in as well. Right, Rick, vow of silence. Don't tell anyone. Don't say anything to Moonaf. Vow of silence. Um, Yeah, the the Women's World Cup pass, it's been all right, hasn't it? Uh, Started well um, in terms of picks. What? I thought it started slow. Those first couple of games, New Zealand, Norway, Aussies Island, they were they were dull. And I think you messaged me saying, this is shit. Uh, <laughs> it was. It, it well, was it hasn't bad. got much better, really, has it? No, there's been some games a bit more entertaining. You know, it's, it's been what we expected, a lot of one-sided games. Not necessarily the the sort of one-sided scorelines that we expected. There's been a few. Um, but it's starting to, to build up. We had... You know, we had a big game. The Japan game was a big score. And then today we've had a couple, haven't we? We've had a 6-0 and a 4-0. Yeah. So the goals are starting to come in. Um, but I yeah. just think, I said, the pick started okay. I mean, we've got the, the two opening day picks, right? 6-4, to 11-8, to so both plus money. Where I did struggle was the ladder. So I had England to go up the ladder. I had USA scoring about 17 goals. They managed three. Um, but obviously we can make an adjustment from that. Because what I think what we're seeing, and you did see this with men's football ages ago, we've seen it in the Premier League, is if the bad teams can get relatively well coached um, and just sit in two banks of five almost, park the bus, then it is hard for anyone to break down any level, any gender, whatever. It's a hard thing to get to break down. We've seen it with bad Premier League teams. We've seen it with the smaller international nations. And I think that's what we're seeing. So when we've seen teams like uh, Haiti and Vietnam, um, Jamaica were another one, who just set themselves up and are well-coached. So, right, okay, do not move from this. It's not a wild free-for-all. Um, it's just been pretty standard. But we can pivot from that. And I've actually done okay taking the unders. I took Brazil uh, under four and a half today, so that was nice. The, the exception's been Germany. Um, and I just had a feeling Germany did because they're so functional, 
Uh, I thought they would get the job done. Great start for Alexandra Pop, Baz. We put up as our um, golden boot winner. She got the first two goals. And then I was getting um, I was getting notifications that Germany had scored. And I kept waiting for her name to pop up. Uh, pardon the pun, but she didn't for the rest of the game. Oh, yeah, two, two's not a bad start. Yeah, a couple of OGs. I was the same. I was checking, expecting a, a third one to go in from Pop. But good start for us. Yeah, our pre, pre-tournament picks uh, to win it were Germany and, and Pop for the golden boot. I, I tipped the Spanish player as well, who also got on the score sheet against Costa Rica. Um, as I say, some some good stuff, some bad. The, the lock for me and one I really, really fancied in that first round was the Zambia v Japan game. I told people the tip was over three and a half. And, and get up the ladder. And we got the over four and a half in at a good price. But that game could easily have been seven or eight. Japan, they had two penalties given and then overruled by VAR. They had a couple of goals ruled out by VAR. And they missed a lot of big chances. Um, that Japan game could have been any score at all. So we were right on the goals on that one. That was the luck for the last show. Um, I was really, really happy with that one. Uh, the USA-Vietnam was a, was a triumph for me. I took Vietnam on the handicap. They were plus six on the Asian handicap. Um, and as I said to you, uh, I just thought, you know, USA, uh, I said it's hard backing any team to win by seven goals. Um, we haven't seen one yet. And and as I said, USA hadn't done it in 20 games, so so why should they do it now? Uh, and it proved exactly the case. That, you know, 2-0 up by half-time, uh, coasted through the second half, picked up a third late on. So, yeah, plus six handicap for Vietnam came in very easily so I really like that biggest disappointment for me Malcolm was the Spain game they were 3-0 up in 30 minutes yeah. absolutely all over Costa Rica um, they didn't hit the handicap they didn't hit the goals they didn't get up the ladder and they absolutely dominated them for the whole 90 minutes they had 46 shots on goal Spain and it finished 3-0 after being 3 in the first sort of 25-30 minutes so that was disappointing I thought there was a big opportunity there to get up that ladder um, which we tipped from England's point of view, I think they were worse than we expected. Um, I, I thought they'd be a lot better than that, um, and they will need to be a lot better than that against. Well, them. that annoyed me because I've talked myself. I wanted to feed England. I actually said I want to feed England against any other opposition. I probably would because I didn't fancy them to go well. And then I took them to. I think I think I took them to score five for six goals or something like that. And I really should have had the courage of my convictions. Because I didn't, they're playing square pegs in round holes, uh, players out of position. They haven't got many goals in them. Um, we're going we're gonna to come on to them in a little while. But yeah, I think yeah, I should have been a little bit braver and I handicapped them one way and then bet them another. And I should have been a bit better than that. But. Yeah, the other thing we've got, I mean, look, a couple of trends. We've had six games went over 2.5 and nine games have went under 2.5. Only one game out of 15 has had both teams to score. So there's been a clean sheet in 14 out of 15 of the games. Now, we did expect a lot of one-sided affairs. And a lot of these games, the both teams to score no no, will be a short price. But there's the opportunity there to possibly, you know, parlay a few of them up. There'll still be a lot of those sort of results in this first, uh, you know, the three games, the three games for the group stage. Um, so as I say, we haven't had many blowouts. We, we've had Japan five nil, and then today we had a six nil and a four nil. Um, in terms of any sort of surprises, I suppose New Zealand beating Norway. New Zealand would have been a, an underdog in that one. Um, beyond that, there's nothing hugely unexpected in the results we've had so far, apart from France failing to beat Jamaica in a draw, and, and Canada not beating Nigeria. Canada would have been favourites in that one. So. You know, we're not we're not seeing huge amount of surprises. Fairly predictable, 
Um, although, you know, a lot of teams not hitting the handicap lines that we might have expected. Yeah, so talking about New Zealand, then we've got a handicap Wednesday to Friday here, but there's a game overnight tonight, which is Tuesday morning. The LG's asking us uh, live to, to have a little look at it. It's New Zealand against Philippines. The, the pick that LG's looking at is uh, New Zealand to score in both halves. The plus 140 um, against a weak Philippines team. I mean, any any thoughts on this? Basketball? The only issue, I mean, it, it sounds great in principle. It's just New Zealand. New Zealand were really good, but they, they generally don't score many goals. I mean, they won that game uh, 1-0. Switzerland only scored twice past the Philippines. Um, so I, th- I just think it could be another slow burner. It, it's not a bad price. Like uh, It's probably a, a toss of a coin for me. Um, so a plus 140, I think it's okay. Uh like I say, I just I know New Zealand at home in an opening game were really up for it, but I think I think Philippines could hold them. It'll be tight again, Baz. I don't think they can run away with it. Yeah, I mean, as you say, they don't score a lot of goals. I mean, in recent wins, you know, they beat Norway one nil. Um, the previous win before that was against Vietnam. That was a two nil. Um, both goals in the first half in that one. I mean, they've played Philippines recently. Uh, well, I say recent, September last year. Um, only beat them two one. So I mean, it would have landed in that one. I'm not. I don't. I wouldn't talk anymore. I think you're right. It's a coin flip, really. Um, New Zealand have the advantage of being at home, and it's a it's a massive boost. Um, I think for them in in these games. So I think New Zealand will win the game. Whether they'll score in both halves is is a coin toss. I haven't looked at the prices. Uh, if it was a good enough price, I wouldn't talk anyone out of it. Yeah, for the game New Zealand is sort of 130 on uh, with yeah. Philippines out eight to one uh, and plus 140 for that bet. Um, but yeah, it's a fair price. Like in uh, yeah, taking... I just saw the price there. One plus 140 is all right. I wouldn't talk anyone out of that. Okey doke. Um, so we're going to whiz through these games Wednesday through to Friday. Um, I will tell you first that you need to help wage war against corporate gambling, signing up for the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Uh, loads of content, contests, merch, all things like that. You get the monthly SGP Stories podcast, which is an ad-free, uncensored show, highlighting the best stories from decades of being DGENs. Uh, there's a Discord channel for our patrons. Um, it's a great way to score exclusive perks and support SGPN. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Um, so there's nine games over these three days, Wednesday to Friday. I looked at six of them, bars, the, these the ones that blew my skirt up. Um, I'll start with Japan against Costa Rica, uh, which is 6 a.m., um, 1 a.m. Eastern time on Wednesday morning. Uh, Japan 1 to 25, minus 2,500, draw 12 to 1, Costa Rica 40 to 1. And total goals here, Baz, over three and a half. Looks absolutely fair. I thought Japan were very, very tidy uh, against a better team. They beat, they beat Zambia 5 nil. I think. Uh, Zambia are a better team than Costa Rica. And you, just five minutes ago, spelled out kind of how much Costa Rica got away with it. What was it, 42 shots, 46 shots, something like that, they conceded against Spain. Um they conceded three, Spain missed a penalty and then didn't score in the last hour. Um, I think uh, Japan could put them with a sword here. Over three and a half looks really, really fair, Baz. 
Yeah, um, so Japan were one of the sides who did manage to run up a score, and it could easily have been more than five, as I said. They had 26, 26 shots on goal against uh, Zambia, 10 of them on target. And Costa Rica, as you say, were on the opposite side of a similar performance from Spain. 46 goal attempts from Spain, 14 on target. Um, another note, note from that one, it was a ridiculous amount of corners. Uh, it finished 22-1 to Spain on the corner count. Uh, I got involved in that in play. I think we had sort of five in the first 10 minutes and I thought, let's let's jump on this and take the, you know, over 13, 14, 15 and upwards. Uh, and we got to 23 corners. Worth keeping an eye on that in the Spain game. I'll mention that in a little bit. Uh, so Japan are right, rightfully big favourites here. Japan looked really good for me against uh, Zambia. They kept Zambia very quiet. I expected a bit more from Zambia in that one. Uh, and I think Zambia are a better side than Costa Rica. And so for that reason, I'm, I'm quite comfortable taking Japan on the Asian handicap. So I think you're over three and a half will come in, but I think Japan will get all of those. Um, so the pick for me is, is Japan on the Asian handicap. It's around even money. Uh, minus three is the Asian handicap line. So we'll we'll push if Japan win by three goals um, and we'll win if they win by four or more. Uh, they didn't look like taking their foot off the pedal against anyone in that Zambia game. Um, and I don't see Costa Rica laying a glove on them. I think it'll be quite a one-sided affair, this one. So, yeah, the pick for me is Japan minus three on the Asian handicap. Yeah, there's a few more people have found us, Bads, uh, stumbling through the darkened halls of YouTube and uh, they managed to find their way in. Uh, see if you can see uh, Brian. Uh, Brian was at the Newcastle match last night. Yes. Um, Brian, you can tell Brian's uh, other half is away from home at the moment because he doesn't normally join us on YouTube. He has done <laughs> two consecutive episodes. So it sounds like Brian is living the life of Riley. And uh, yeah, he was in Philadelphia last night watch, watching the, um, the Premier League series, uh, Newcastle versus Aston Villa. Uh, so hopefully he's having a having a good time. Tell us what your favourite chants were, Brian. I want to know what your favourite songs were. Get them typed in the box. Um, okay, Baz, uh, take us your next pick. Uh, so next up we've got Spain v Zambia. Um, so we've just talked about how poor Zambia were and how how dominant Spain were. Spain have now kept eleven clean sheets in their last twelve, and they've played some half decent teams in that time. Uh, the handicap is quite big. It's, it's minus four point five. Um, and the goal line is also set quite high. I mean, over four and a half goals is at eight to 13. Zambia just can't defend, though. I did expect them to contribute more going forward against Japan, um, but they really struggled. Uh, I don't think they had a single shot on goal. Defensively, Zambia have conceded 13 goals in the last four games. Um, so the question is, can Spain put five past them here? Well, Japan did, uh, and South Korea have done twice recently. Um, so they've conceded five and three of their last seven games. Um, as I say before, the other angle I like is, is, is the Spain corners. After they hit 22 the other day, uh, I had a little look at some stats from previous games and they seem quite good for corners. They hit 12 a few weeks ago in a friendly against Denmark. That was 12 on their own. So a corner ladder could be tempting, but I couldn't find any corners priced up yet. But definitely something to look out for nearer the game. Um, and I'll, I'll put something in the Discord if there's any corner players that stand out. Um, I set my store out early last week with Zambia. I, I said I thought there would be goals galore in their games. Um, I locked the, the over 3.5 in the game against Japan and that, that won easily. And I'm going to go the same way. It's a little bit higher, but over 4.5 goals for this one. Uh, 8 to 13. Uh, that's my pick here. I thought... Having watched Zambia the other day, they didn't look like scoring um, and Spain do keep a lot of clean sheets. I thought, do we just go with Spain to score those five goals? You can get Spain 
over 4.5 goals at 8 to 11. And I thought it's not a big enough difference. I'll just take the 8 to 13 on the off chance Zambia contributed a goal. Uh, so, yeah, the pick is over 4.5 at odds of 8 to 13, which, Malcolm, is minus 162. <laughs> You're showing off the new little spreadsheet thing. Yeah. Uh, what a wanker. Um, yeah, I was disappointed with Zambia going forward. We thought they were going to uh, do some mad stuff, but they didn't. Uh, our mate Brenda Banda uh, was a complete non-event, so I've got nothing on this one, Buzz. Um, I have got picks on the one o'clock kickoff uh, between Canada and the Republic of Ireland. Canada, three to five, minus 166. Uh, draw is 14 to five, plus 280, and the Republic are five to one. Canada were poor, nil-nil against Nigeria. Republic of Ireland played well, um, but did lose 1-0 to Australia opening day. Uh, my reading of this one, Baz, is that the books have really reacted to the low-scoring games. Uh, the under two and a half in this, and both teams to score, are both now sitting at 1-2, minus 200. And I just think it's too low. At some point, you've got to pivot to the other side, especially in tournament football. You often see a team, early doors, cagey, let's get a draw, stay in the tournament, we can do something later. That applies to both of these teams here because there were bad results here for either of them and they could be done like. Um, a draw really doesn't help either of them. So I'm going to go contrarian here. Um, just for the, the numbers are too big. The over two and a half goals is plus 135, which is 11 to 8. Uh, both teams to score is six to four plus one fifty. Canada, I think, have to play better uh, than they did against Nigeria. And the Republic were in that game against Australia. I think did they have a penalty overturned um, or a goal disallowed, something like that. I think it was a penalty overturned. You messaged me. You were watching it when I was out working. Um, and the other pick I'm going to throw out is I'm going to stick with uh, Lucy Quinn. Um, she had a great header. Shaved the post with about eight minutes left, 25. She was 33 to one first goal. That's uh, sorry, um, last goal in, in uh, 12 to one any time. And, and she shaved the post. She does get on the end of all of their set pieces. Um, 25 to one first and last, 10 to one any time goal scorer. But yeah, let's get a few goals, Baz. I think the tournament's going to start to open up um, and these prices are too big. Yeah, I think we're bang on the same wavelength here, Malcolm. Yes. Um, Canada played out a nil-nil draw with Nigeria, but they did have an XG of 1.5 in that game. 14 goal attempts, but only two of them on target. Uh, Ireland lost 1-0 to Australia, as we know, and they didn't create a huge amount. 0.27 was their XG and only one shot on target. But I'm thinking exactly the same. It's a massive game for both teams here. I struggled with any sort of leans on the money line. So I went to both teams to score plus money six to four as you say plus 150 and I just think both teams need something from this game I mean more so Ireland a, a defeat here for Ireland but would see them eliminated assuming the the other game goes how we'd expect it to um, so I, I've done exactly the same I think you sort of book the trend it's a game where both teams can, can be cagey in that first round game but they have to go and try and win this one um, so, yeah, I've, I've gone with the both teams to score 6-4, to four, plus 150. As I say, it would book the trend of the tournament so far where we've only had one of those. But as you get into this second round games, things have to open up a bit more because teams have to be a bit more courageous and have to try and get a result. Otherwise, you're going home. Um, so, yeah, give me the both teams to score. Yeah, so having said that, Baz, I'll lead off with this next game because it's the same picks, the same handicap, the same reasons. Um in that the bookies have got the price up low and I think we're going to go over. It's Thursday and it's a USA 
against Netherlands. Uh, USA 7 to 10, minus 142. The draw 13 to 5, plus 260 in the Netherlands, plus 425, which is 17 to 4. USA were disappointing. The Netherlands squeaked past Portugal 1 0. But the books have reacted in the same way. And for all the reasons we've just laid out, um, I think both teams will have a go at this. A, a win will can see either team through here. Um, USA should be full of more goals uh, than they were. They missed a penalty the other day. Over two and a half is five to four this time. It's not as big as in the Canada game. Plus 125. And both teams to score is 11 to 10. Plus 110. So it's the same handicap for the USA being Netherlands for me. Uh, I've got a bit of a different way, but I don't I don't mind it. I'll, I'll get to why in a bit. Um, you know, 3-0 over Vietnam was dominant enough for, for USA. Uh, they were 2-0 up by half-time and added a third in the second half. They had an extra of 3.9 in the game, 20 shots, 27 shots on goal, 8 on target. Uh, Vietnam had zero attack and threat in that game. Netherlands came through the Portugal game unscathed, the 1-0 win, which you feel will give them enough to go through with the expectation that they'll beat Vietnam in the final game. So the result, I don't think Netherlands will see it as hugely important other than the statement it would make if they could produce a result against one of the tournament favourites here. Um, but I think Netherlands should be safe regardless of how this one goes. I think it will be good to see, though, how, how this USA team fare against a, a better side, a more competitive match. Um, and I thought USA would be a slightly shorter price here. Um, they're at seven to ten, which is odds of uh, minus one four two. So I thought they'd be a bit shorter than that. It's it's not a bad price for them. And I, th- I thought I thought I'd maybe get sort of plus one on Netherlands in the handicap. Um, and then I might have been tempted to take a bit of a punt on Netherlands, as I think it will be a tight one. Um, but I think America's odds being slightly bigger than I expected is is pushing me towards them. And similar to you, I looked at the goals and I thought the under 2.5 at 8 to 13 was far too short. Yeah. I don't necessarily think this game will be packed full of goals. Um, I, th- I think it will be tight and, and could be low scoring, but I wouldn't want to be on the under 2.5 at 8 to 13. I'd rather be the other side of it at the prices. Um, so, you know, no problem. But for me, I think I've been pushed into this pick because the, the odds are slightly bigger than I anticipated. I'll take USA on the money line at 7 to 10. Okay, like that, Baz. Um, you can uh, take us away with your next pick. Uh, I've next up, I've got Portugal, Vietnam. Oh, well, I haven't. Uh, I've decided to leave Portugal v Vietnam alone. I just don't, I haven't, I didn't learn much about Portugal in that Netherlands game and certainly not enough to tell me I want to, take them in the handicap here. It's a minus 2.5 handicap for Portugal. I think Portugal will win and they'll probably win to nil, um, but it's two to five for them to win to nil. So big, big odds on that one, minus 250, a uh, bit too short. I might look at the game nearer the time and, and put a little bet builder out around that. So Portugal to win, win to nil, maybe score in both halves. Uh, but for me, no real pick for the Portugal-Vietnam game. I just, I haven't seen enough of these two teams to think I want to get hugely involved in that one. Did you take anything in that one? Uh, no, I, that was a skip for me, Baz, so you can crack on. We'll crack on then. Next up, I've got Australia v Nigeria. Australia will be looking to seal qualification here. They won't want to leave anything to chance with uh, Canada in the final game. Um, they'll still be about star striker, Sam Kerr. She, she was pulled out injured just before the first game. 
struggled a little bit in front of goal without her against Ireland. Uh, they had 14 shots on goal, but only two of them on target. And Nigeria had similar struggles um, in front of goal. Against Canada, they had 10 shots on target, but again, only one of them on target. Um, sorry, 10, 10 shots on goal, one on target. Yeah. Um, so for me, despite what we've said about some of those earlier games, uh, an easy play here was the under 2.5. It's 8 to 11, which is palatable for me in this game. Um, so I will take the under 2.5 at a price of 8 to 11. That's minus 137. So what game was that, Baz? Australia versus Nigeria. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh... Yeah, Aussies, I thought, were really good. I did make a pick in this game. Um, show minus 250 to win, draw 3-1, Nigeria 7.5 to 1. Um, we feared Nigeria coming into this fast for various reasons, sort of politically, and they'd been messing about with their training camps and stuff. Um, they scraped a draw with Canada. But like you said, the, I, I don't think they were very good. I thought Australia played well against Ireland. That, that was one of the better games. Um at home, I think Australia can cover the handicap here. Uh, minus one and a half. Um, a little 2 0 Australia win is a price of five to four plus 125. Um, okay, let's tell you about underdog fantasy. Um, best ball mania four, etc. The NFL season right around the corner. Bars looking for our, our Sunday nights losing bets and, uh, and complaining about our fantasy teams. Uh, underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on those NFL uh, bets and player props. Uh, tons of markets over there. Plenty of opportunities to win in their daily MLB contests. And you can uh, enter Best Ball Mania for first place is $1 million. Head to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus uh, up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. Yeah, move on to Friday. Um, I've got two games here. I think we passed on Argentina, South Africa. Um, and I'm going to go to England, Denmark. 9.30 kickoff on Friday morning, 4.30 Eastern time. England are uh, 11 to 25, minus 227. Draws 14 to 5, plus 280. Denmark are plus 750. England were rubbish. Yeah, they were lucky to win um, against Haiti. They were like 1 to 50 on as well. Uh, it was ridiculous. Like I said at the top of the show, I wanted to fade them um, and I probably should have done a better job. They had a lack of goals coming in. They're still playing players out of position. They've got a couple of injuries. I think here, Serena Wegman's going to make some changes. And the big one is going to be Lauren James. I talked about her pre um, that first game against Haiti at number 10. She needs to come in and just do something a little bit different here. My only pick in this game, Baz, I've got no sides, I've got no totals. I'm going to take Lauren James to get a goal. Um, she's going to be too big because she's better than the books have priced up. And if she starts, obviously, check the team news. If she doesn't start, put a line through it. But I think England have to make changes here. Um, Wiegmann didn't make changes much through that Euro campaign. But I think having watched that... Um, She'll need to do something different. Yeah, she's seven to one first goal um, and last goal for that matter. Lauren James and five to two is at any time goal scorer. If she starts, Baz, I think it's great value. Yeah, not a bad shout. I think there will be changes as well because I just don't think she knows what her best lineup is at the moment. To be honest, yeah, um, and you know a lot of that's been brought on by the fact they've been hit with a lot of injuries. 
I thought, as, as you say, England were poor against Haiti. I was surprised when I looked back to see the XG stats for the game. Uh, England had 2.91 uh, to Haiti's 0.64. I expected Haiti to be quite a bit higher than that because although England undoubtedly... They, they looked hit, dangerous on the break, didn't they? So well, yeah, I think you don't know how much like XG that translates into. But the XG should come from the the strength of the chance. And I, I recall Haiti having two really, really good chances where Earps has had to make a couple of great saves to keep England in it. Yeah, that one she made with her feet late on. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's, three, that's three quarters of a goal in it, XG. Exactly, yeah. That that, that would be my thought. Um, so I thought, although England undoubtedly created more chances, um, I thought Haiti potentially created some of the, the best chances. Um I mean, Denmark won their first game 1-0. Um, and I think with Haiti to come, they'll fancy the chances of getting out of this group now. Again, similar to, like I say, with Netherlands. They come up against USA and it's a bit of a sort of risk-free game. Uh, and that's the same, similar for Denmark. They'll expect themselves possibly to beat Haiti. But if they took much notice of the Haiti game, then, then Denmark should know there's definitely some jeopardy there. That You know, Haiti... Played some good football, particularly on the break, as you say. Um, so there'll be a bit of jeopardy there for Denmark. Um, and they'll also know that this England team look vulnerable at the moment. I think England looked sloppy. They missed passes. There was errors at the back. They looked very nervous. And I remember this England team looking like this a few years ago, where they were always capable of silly, costly errors. That, that you know, There's been none of that over the last couple of years um, under Serena Wiegmann. But the last few months, they have started to look lacking in confidence a bit. And I think a lot of it is because we had a settled team, as you say, during the Euros. She knew who our best 11 was and she stuck to that. Um, and, and then the players could come in off the bench. There was there was influential players off the bench. Now, I, I just don't, I don't think this new look defence looks settled. Um, and I think that there's a few, you know, decisions to be made for, for Vigman. I agree. I think there'll be changes. I mean, I said before the Haiti game, I thought they needed that one as a bit of a confidence builder, um, but it's probably turned out to be the opposite. Um, you know, they won't have taken much confidence from that performance at all. So I'm going to take Denmark here, but I'm going to take them on the Asian handicap. Plus one uh, on the Asian handicap, which should be available at around evens. Uh, so plus 100. Money back if England win by a goal, but you're a winner if Denmark can take anything from the game at all. Uh, so that's the way I'm going to go. I think Denmark can can make this difficult for England. And, and it's hard to back England with any any real confidence. I think England will find a way of getting out of this group. Um, but Den- Denmark can give them a game here. Um, so, having talked about England, Baz, um, we can move on to, to Haiti, uh, who were exceptional in that game. Uh, they take on China on Friday, uh, 12 o'clock, lunchtime over here, 7am Eastern time. China are around about minus 150, four to six thereabouts, um, 11 to four the draw and four to one on Haiti. Baz, um, handicap this and then I'm going to tell you why I handicapped it exactly the same as you. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I've got one line here for this game. Um, I like what I saw from Haiti the other day, particularly on the counter-attack. I think they can grab a goal versus China. And I'll take the both teams to score. Both teams to score here is at plus 110, 11 to 10. That's the pick for me. China, Haiti, both to score. You nearly did it, Baz. You nearly got there. Halfway through your handicap, I thought you'd done it. Um, you've got to take Haiti to win, haven't you? Four to one? 
Uh, we love a big dog, man. Um, don't mind that. Don't mind that at all. I hate he showed enough the other day to show they can. Yeah, they did because that wasn't a fluke. They didn't hang on. They made. I'm not going to say they made chance after chance because you just said they had an XG of about point three or whatever. Um, but they did look good. The uh, the two strikers, uh, Larko, uh, Loris Fia Larko, looked really good. And then um, I'll say Melky uh, Dumoni looks like a right good player. Uh, she had all the skills. The keeper was good as well. Um, what's her name? Curly. I can't pronounce her name. T H E U S. Fast. How the Thuse? Thuse. Curly Thuse. Uh, really good. Five foot four. Uh, but yeah, save that penalty, which was unfortunate. She had to. Um, I think you should get a dispensation for coming off your line if you're five foot four. You should be allowed to come off a foot or two. Um, but there, there was nothing freaky about that at all. They didn't hang on. In England, hit the post and bar a thousand times. Yeah, you were well and truly in that game. Like and like you say, that was a great chance at the end. Um, the Earth made the save from. Um, and China were just quite underwhelming, really. This didn't look like scoring against Denmark. Um, industrious got about, but no sort of stardust at all. And I think Haiti might have that. Four to one is a really fair price. Uh, we haven't taken many dogs so far. There hasn't been, it hasn't looked like many dogs are going to get over the line. Uh, maybe on Friday we can get our first one, but. Um, and I think that's it. Through to Monday to Friday. Uh, anything else you want to tell the people about, Buzz? No, I mean, for me, I, I did sort of a quick look through those and, and see what I thought was my luck from these. Um, Japan minus three. I think Japan are going to back to Costa Rica. Japan minus three on the Asian handicap would be the lock for me here. So the lock hit last week in that Japan-Zambia game over three and a half goals. So I'll lock one up again. And it's Japan minus three on the Asian handicap against Costa Rica. Ah. Champion, I, I didn't make any lock or dog speak. Whilst we're, uh, we're broadcasting to the MLB gambling pod, now would be a good time to say like, subscribe, follow. <laughs> oh, yeah, because we've got tons coming up, Malcolm. We've got uh, another FPL show coming up on Wednesday night, so fantasy. That Premier is true. We're putting another show out there. We've got a, a guest on, bit of a fantasy specialist to come on and talk about that. Uh, and we're not far off, Malcolm, now having our preview shows for the Premier League. We're going to cover each team in an individual episode. Uh, they'll be starting out next week. Um, and again, we should have some good good shows and good coverages on each team going into the Premiership. So we've got loads of good stuff coming up. So for anyone who is a regular listener, keep subscribing, keep liking. And if you're a new listener or subscriber, or you've come to us from the MLB Gambling Podcast, give us another go. I reckon, Baz, we could just go around all the different shows, you know, and just do it like a cuckoo. We'll just go in there. We'll nest. We'll steal their eggs, Baz. We'll go in the NFL next week. We'll uh, we'll hit in the, the NASCAR the week after. I reckon it could be a thing, you know. People know where the show is, but, you know, can they find it? Um, they know what time what time we're on, so where can you find it? Are they on the NBA show? Are they on the hockey show? Who's to know? Uh, that could be our thing, Baz. Um, I think we've had more watchers tonight thinking that we're getting some MLB action than we ever had. So this has worked out nicely. Um, so, yeah, cheers, everyone who joined. Slick Rick and everyone who found us. Brian, Serial, Captain Zeno, LG, um, etc. Uh, yeah, Friday, when, what, Wednesday night, Baz, FPL. Yes. Yes. Yes, we've got a guest off Roto Baller, which will be fun. Uh, so come and join us. And then after that, you can start picking your FPL teams. We're going to launch the league. Uh, pick your FPL teams, get them in. We're going to put a prize up. Sean and Ryan are going to put a prize up. 
Barry's going to put up some of his uh, bottles of champagne and stuff uh, that he quaffs on a nightly basis. Um, so, yeah, loads of stuff to look forward to. Uh, and it's past my bedtime, Barry. So I'm going to go to bed now. Thank you, Barry. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Join us later in the week. Um, good luck with your bets. And we'll see you down the road. Cheers. Thank you.